Hey everybody, happy Thursday. Welcome to Hardcore Honeys presents hashtag MBA Twitter. Uh, we'll start off right away by thanking um, at Whistle Sports for the Vince Carter montage that we opened with today. Most of you have already heard the news that Vince has officially retired as of today. Um, I was pretty sad about it under the circumstances that he went out with so little fanfare since there's no basketball. He didn't get to finish his farewell tour. Didn't get to have his last game in Toronto. Um, so we're going to, we're going to focus on some Vince tweets. We're going to do a couple of, of general NBA tweets in the second half of the show, but we're going to start out with Vince. Yeah. Uh, but first of all, thank you for tuning in. Everybody joining us live. Thanks to everybody who is watching the replay later on. Uh, a little piece of news for you. We have some more avenues for you to enjoy the Hardcore Honeys as of this week. We finally got our our Facebook page set up. And if the stuff I did yesterday worked, we are also live on Facebook right now. Cross my fingers that that worked. I did test it last night. So it should be working. So hi for the first time to anybody who might be joining us from Facebook. We are also in the process of getting all of our episodes of the podcast and the live show uploaded to our YouTube channel. So look for that Hardcore Honeys and uh, give you some playlists if you want some, some hoops action while you're doing whatever you're doing. Make it easy for you to find us in as many places as possible. TJ, how's it going? Um, it's going pretty good, actually. It's going pretty good, especially now that we got the Facebook page set up and everything. So, yeah. It's been it's been pretty good now. Got that. All right, so let's jump right in. I gave my little little piece about my reaction to Vince retiring officially today. We knew it was coming, but the official announcement was today. What what's your uh, what's your feelings on that? My heart breaks. Vince Carter yeah. is top five pl favorite player of all time for me. Um, I think what he did in his career is even towards the end of his career, even though he wasn't just being able to consistently play at his age, at what mm -hmm. he like, I think that's almost as amazing as his dunks is on how he was able to last so long. And usually players that are at his athleticism by year 13, yeah. both their knees are blown out. They got an ankle injury. That's always bugging them. And he never really had that. Yeah. He reinvented himself no. to a lights out three point shooter. Like, no, he was, he was my favorite for the longest time. Like that's, that's the reason why yeah. I am a Raptors fan is because of Vince. Yeah. Like, or at least the, there's lots fans. of Raptors fans who feel that way too. That's, I mean, that's how lots I got. Of Raptors fans feel that way. I mean, it's a good player to bounce with. And he's a good dude, yeah. too. He's just a good guy. Yes. So I hope. All right. So let's jump into some more. Let's jump into some more Vince tweets then, because I put together a, a couple of more to, for us to look at. This one comes from at It's Tech Sports. Is Vince Carter a top 100 NBA player of all time? Yes or no? Yes. Top 100. Yes. Yes. Top 100. Yes. 
if you had to rank them in the top 100, where are you going to rank them? I know that's a lot of, of numbers to pick and I'm springing that on you, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to give a range with it. I would probably say, okay. Seventies or eighties. Seventies or eighties. All right. Let's jump back over the tweet and cast the vote in behalf of hardcore honeys for this poll. Oh, really? 60, 40. Yeah. And there are no comments of anybody explaining. So when we retweet this later on in the week, I'm going to look for hopefully some people to explain. There's there's only 10 votes, but still. Like 100. I, at least thought it would be closer than that. Yeah, for real. Just because, I mean, what he did for the game in general alone, I thought would yeah. put him, considering just what he did, with, just with the dunk contest. Just with that alone right. set, like at least put into his career, he may not have blossomed after that, but as long as he had that dunk contest, he will forever be remembered. But now to actually yeah. put like, had... he also gave up his, one of his all-star starting positions for Jordan. So that's the other thing. Class act move. Yeah. Class act move. In terms of, in terms of the dunks, I replied to a tweet today of asking for people's um, favorite Vince moment. And it's for me, it's Vince's Olympic dunk over. Oh, yeah. These dice. Something like that guy, crazy. he had gotten drafted. This I watched time. that a bunch of times today. Huh? He had gotten actually that guy that Vince jumped over. A um, little fun fact that he had actually yeah. gotten drafted that year, but he didn't get signed by the Knicks. Yep. No. It was one of the Knicks' many drafting blunders. I'm very familiar with that. Actually, I that I because my my NBA hiatus was during Vince's years. I didn't know about that dunk till I did that Knicks series. Oh, and that's how I had that's how I learned about it because I was looking into the mistakes that they made, right? And of course, he was one of their pretty big drafting mistakes. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge went, I think, might have went second that year. Uh, or maybe maybe it wasn't that year. Lamarcus Aldridge is someone the Knicks missed out on, but there was yeah. there was people in that draft that went well because that was from the 2000 Olympics. That was the 2000 yeah. Olympics. Well, actually, I gotta ask, yeah. what was more impressive, the dunk or his hair? Ooh, he had. Uh, I still gotta go with the dunk. He had he hair, had though. Hair. I just love that. But you're a guy like that in the game like, during, like, during the Olympics. I, that <laughs> looked so weird on him. Because even when he was in college, just shaved head. And then I do love after the dunk, though, Garnett was right behind him, like, oh my God. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. All right, let's go to our next Vince tweet. So this tweet comes from at out of bounds pod. We already covered what is, was our favorite and our memorable Vince Carter moment, but he's got a couple of other questions for him for about Vince. Is Vince a first ballot hall of famer? Hart says yes. Logic says no. If, if Chris Webber is, wasn't a first ballot hall of famer, not Vince. I'm sorry. I love that's Vince. A fair, I think that's a fair argument. Like, like I said, second, second. Hart wants to go first. Hart really wants him to go first. But it also depends on his, 
his uh, class, though. Because, like, say, right. for example, like, Who ends this up, year, ends up on that list? yeah, like, Chris Bosch was on this year's list, yeah. which any other year, he's a first ballot. But when you have Garnett, right. Duncan, and Kobe in the same class, you're not going to get the Hall of Fame. So yeah. I think it also has to deal had with, Yeah, it has to deal with, okay, who's on your who's in your year? Because there's some years right. where it's like yeah. the biggest person was Mitch Richmond, which great player, but if that's <laughs> your biggest Hall of Famer of that year. That's a shallow, shallow class right there. Yeah, it is. Like I said, he's still a great player. I'm not knocking his play, but there's a lot of great players that they, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Says, right, so let's go on to their, their second question. What's next for Vince, do you think? I hope my roommate thinks broadcasting. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he has the temperament for it. I think he's always been fairly low key after. After his initial, when he was younger, he had, he was a bit more yeah, he boisterous, little... I guess. But like now he seems to be pretty low-key, so I'm not sure if I see that for him. I could see him being... Coaching? Coaching or else um, a higher up in the league. Someone in the front offices. Some kind of exec? Like an exec, something for the player junior, something. Just because he's such a professional. He has Ooh, the player union. Yeah, he has the respect of everyone in the like. He was having a farewell tour, even without even necessarily yeah. plan. Like Danny Ainge gave him a piece of the old Boston Garden, like the floor, like one of the right. last pieces. So I was just like, this guy has had his impact alone has changed the league. So I hope he does something. If he stays with a higher, like in an exec position, like I said, he's the definition of professionalism for a player. Um, and I mean, he's yeah. I wish we could switch him with Kyrie with it comes when it came to the players union. But I knew that was coming. I'm sorry. I knew when, I, I, when when I asked you that question, it was only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm predictable like that. But when you have someone that's that professional and that's yeah. good at what they do, and then you have a guy that's like Earth is flat. Um, I don't want to play ball and I don't want to be a leader. Like, no, no. He does want to be a leader. I just don't think he knows what that actually means. He, he thinks doesn't. he is a leader. He's not. Try to make your team non Well, we know that. you're the leader. <laughs> All right. So, with on. that, that is our first week for the night. So, uh, farewell to Vince. We will miss you and we will be keeping an eye on what you will have coming next. So now we're going to move on to some more real NBA tweets. This one comes from uh, at C underscore Hendo, uh, Chris Henderson. Um, I thought you would find this one interesting, Taylor. Which ring has more significant value? My uncle doesn't have Twitter and asked me this. Y'all answer and retweet. So he's asking this in behalf of a family member. It's 194 votes on this one. KG in Boston or Dirk in 2011? Which ring is more significant? Dirk. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, Dirk that's what I thought. And I'm guessing that you're going to say because um, KG had more help. KG had more help. Um, 
and also for the Dirk series, that was against the Miami Heat Big Three. They had a stacked team, and Dirk had himself and then a bunch of amazing surrounding cast. Jason Terry was, I think, sixth man of the year that year. Jason Kidd was real great for them. Tyson Chandler um, was defensive player of the year that year. Like they had a great surrounding cast and that's what, and also he just, he took himself to a whole other level that series. Um, as much as I was so happy for Garnett to win that title, like I got choked up when he won. That's the only, like I only wanted Boston to win because of Garnett. Because Every of other person on that team, I was like, y'all can lose. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care right now, actually. I'll take Garnett, yeah, because then we would never have the anything is possible thing. But right. Dirk's 2011, that one, because that was also kind of in a redemption finals for him since he had lost in 06 to the Miami Heat mm-hmm. after blowing a 2-0 lead. So, yeah, Dirk. And I think that also skyrocketed Dirk in placement on his overall spot in NBA history. Of All right, so let's jump back in and cast our vote and see what the results are right now on this. Ooh, it's a landslide. <laughs> wow. There's 195 votes on this too. So 2.6% for Kevin Garnett, 97.4% for Dirk. And that so 2.6 that's is a awesome. solid consensus. What's that? That 20, that, that 2 point whatever is just Boston. That's probably just Danny Ainge on very Danny Ainge on various burner accounts. Like son of a, I'm gonna vote all on this. You know what? Like it's not too often you see that solid of a consensus oh, on yeah, NBA Twitter. Was... So well done, NBA Twitter. We got it right. Right. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to our next tweet. This one is coming from Matthew Benz at Twist Benz. He says, dude is a monster when he's 100%. Big question is, will he ever be 100% again? And we are talking about DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. What do you think? I don't think he'll ever be fully healthy ever again. Just no. I, I say this because he is a big dude Yep, that has amazing footwork to the point where it's too good for a guy his size. Right. It's too much stress on the joints. Yes. It's, it's the same with Embiid. For me, it's the same yeah. thing. Embiid's got great moves and he's got amazing footwork, but at that size and at those cuts, he's no. DeMarcus has two, is it two Achilles tears? And then I also think so. two Achilles and an ACL. Yeah. He could be a great role a player. If he could be a great role player. But I think we saw the last of All-Star Boogie. So he's planning, he's decided to, some teams have shown some interest in him uh, for the bubble, but he's decided to continue rehab and come back, hopefully for a full 2020-21 season. So we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, that's a smart one for his choice. If he wants to remain in career, why worry about a season that's like this? Yeah, exactly. And just to be the guy that they sign at the end of the season to, to fill a space, probably for a player who tested positive. <laughs> like, 
which is a great segue into our last tweet for the night. This comes from the last pick at the last pick NBA. Uh, the league is meant to restart in Florida where cases are increasing at over 3000 per day. I really doubt the NBA is coming back this season. And they are quoting a tweet from at the sports notes uh, listing as of 20 hours ago that Nikola Jokic, Malcolm Brogdon, Jabari Parker, Buddy Heald, Alex Len have all tested positive in the last 48 hours. I believe there was a couple more today, um, but I forgot to make note of who they were. So what do you think? Do you think it could get bad enough in Florida that they call it off after keeping in mind that at least one team, the Raptors have already arrived. I, I mean, the, the Raptors can fly back, but them arriving means nothing. <laughs> like, Oh, you're in Florida. Oh, we have to leave <laughs> tomorrow. We, we get to leave Florida. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Once again, Florida fans, listeners, I'm sorry, but I think you no probably lie. know what your state is. The numbers um, don't lie. <laughs> like, y'all know what you guys are. I'm just going to leave it at that. But I'm not surprised this happens. Ha happened, And I know, like, so I saw Jabari Parker on there. I know that he's not completely thrilled playing. Like, he's opposed to going back to playing. Right. But he is. So, okay. or at least that's what I last saw. I mean, something might have changed. But, like, that was... There's players that, okay, I am playing, but I don't respect that we are right now. And I think that's where that's where I think a tie, uh, a divide of players right now where it might be, especially since there are just because just with that shot alone, that's three Sacramento players. So just that alone yeah. can just spread. Okay, so it, you're playing, you play against Sacramento, those three players, but still. There could be carriers that they don't know, and then they get – say they're playing Portland. Well, then they get C.J. McCollum sick. Well, everyone's getting tested. Everyone's getting tested five. Yeah, but um, – And they have – And they have proximity rings, so they don't get close to each other. So, like – I. To me, I, I'm not sure if I'm concerned about that. My question for you is, since the players had the option to opt out until yesterday, in the case of somebody like Jabari Parker, what do you think the reasoning is behind playing instead of taking the ability to opt out that he had? I think just in the end where, I mean, at least say it for a Sacramento point of view, I mean, you're in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Regardless on how this happened or whatever, you're a team that, you uh, had the longest playoff drought and you want to play in like Jabari Barker's yeah. position. I don't think he's ever played in the playoffs. Want to play some playoff mm. ball? How about you get into a year where the league actually lets you in? You, I mean, yeah. so I could see why players might want to opt in because of a chance that they didn't get to do or else they might even opt in because they think just the way it's all set up, it might be, not so much of an open and closed case on who's going to get to the finals. That's just an idea possibly, but yeah, I don't know. That one's, that one's, that one's a tricky one. Since okay. And the first question, I don't know if we ever got to it. Do you think there's, a, there's any chance with the way Florida has been with cases that they, they decide to call it off after all? 
Yes. You do? What's it going to take? Because we've had days in the last week where they had four and 5,000 new cases in Florida. Well, I mean, those that is an asterisk amount considering how uh, said leadership in this in the U.S. is not doing as many testing. Right. So that's why I put asterisk by it, and I'm thinking probably it's more than that. Um, that's why I say that I could see them canceling it because – Every single day they say, oh, yeah, it's 3,000 new cases. That's a hard, hard, like, estimate. Like, there's right. there's a good chance with it being way more. So that's why I could see it canceling. Yeah, I could, if it gets too bad. But I what is too bad? Because, like, what it's been for the last six, seven days seems pretty bad. I I give until after the 4th of July to see if the league backs down. If the league doesn't back out by then, regardless if the world goes to apocalyptic zone, Adam Silver is going to have everyone suit up. Yeah. So, like I said, give it to the 4th well, of July. We talked about this on our Raptors Queens episode that we did. We recorded on Monday. Um, part of their um, information, that document they got about the bubble said very specifically, like players testing positive is not going to be a reason we stop. Um, and I kind of just feel like Adam Silver, um, knowing the kind of leader is, how thoughtful he is, how open he is to information and suggestions from other people. Mm -hmm whatever information he's getting from medical professionals um, and still having decided to move forward. And obviously with the support of most of the players, not very many of the players opted out. Um, I think he's just, he's approaching this that our new reality is COVID's going to be around and can we afford to wait for the risk to go down to where the world is comfortable with it. And if the players are comfortable with it, the players that are going to be at ground zero. Um, I do like, know, so that's kind of where I, I like the creativity on how they're going to make it happen. So yeah. I think if they're going to keep it going, this is literally the best way they could do it. And I mean, mm -hmm. I'm still supporting, like I still want the season to come, but if it gets canceled last second, 100% understand. I'm not going to argue that that claim with it. So, yeah, that's my take. July 4th. All is right. Well, that wraps, <laughs> that wraps up our show for this week. As of today, all things going well. Fingers crossed. We are 35 days from the restart of the NBA. So, I really hope that happens because... The, M the NBA, the hashtag NBA Twitter show is easy because you you all make it easy out there in NBA Twitter. But for the podcast, it'll be nice to be able to keep talking about basketball news and not have to try and figure out what else we're going to talk about. Not speaking have me mention a conspiracy every other moment. Every other. Uh, speaking of the podcast, don't forget to check out our full episodes of Hardcore Honeys, where we spend, you know, the better part of an hour discussing some NBA topic. We had a lot of fun this week with Ryan McCarthy, host of A Round for the Weekend, 
taking over the show a little bit while Taylor and I made our pitches for the Raptors in Milwaukee since Ryan is an NBA fandom free agent. So don't miss that episode. It's a lot of fun. Uh, lots of good takeaways from that on the teams that he has left in his bracket. And don't forget to go and look for his bracket. Um, we follow him, so I'll make sure to retweet that from our account so you can look for it. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Thank you to anybody watching the replay. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And we will see you next week. See you Take guys. Care.